Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. It's been an intriguing day once again. The man who will take all the headlines tomorrow back home, uh, no doubt at all, is going to be Somerset's Don Bess. He has had an absolutely sensational day. He took the first five South African wickets to fall. Uh, the first uh, since uh, Derek Underwood, first English spinner since Derek Underwood in 1975 to uh, pull off that feat. That was uh, at Adelaide in an Ashes series. Uh, Don Bess. Uh, 22 years of age, along with 22-year-old uh, uh, Ollie Pope, the two England men who have, have lit up the stage here at uh, St George's Park. Um, and, and it's needed it, actually, today, because at times the cricket was just a little bit on the, uh, on the dull side. We've had a very, very dull day in terms of the weather. It's been cool, it's been chilly, about 22 degrees maximum. We've had a lot of rain, a lot of showers. The groundsmen have been on and off the park all day long. The lights have been on for, for much of the, the day's play as well. And the situation is uh, that uh, England are still very, very much in front. 291 runs, in fact. Um, South Africa, uh, six wickets down. Uh, the fact that they are not uh, seven, eight or maybe even nine wickets down has been due to some uh, some shoddy fielding actually from England. Ben Stokes has dropped three catches. Twice he's uh, dropped Quentin de Kock who is uh, now 63 not out and in between uh, one or two brain fades has played sublimely. Uh, Vernon Philander is with him on 27 not out and uh, and of course we're also hearing that there is another factor at play here. Darren Goff is here with me and that is that the weather forecast for the next couple of days is looking very very shady indeed so England have got to try and find a way to get uh, this o innings over and done with. You would think you would think that enforcing the follow-on might be the only way that they're going to get enough time in the game to win it. 
I totally agree with you. It's been a strange test match, hasn't it? It's kind of old-fashioned test match, yet with inventive field settings. I've been really confused by what's going on in this test match. And But England, once they got 499 for nine declared, they were really in that box seat. But today was a difficult day, uh, but a great day for the youngster that is Don Bess. Um, he's probably had a lot of ups and downs in his short career so far, from taking a while to get into the Somerset side because of the... Uh, emergence of Jack Leach and how good he's been for Somerset over the years. Um, getting a chance in the end and really taking it, didn't he? And, and taking lots of wickets. Last year was a difficult year for him. He ended up having to go to Yorkshire um, to get some cricket and get a few overs under his belt. But I'll tell you what, he's come here actually as a standby player to get into that side at the end and to bowl 31 overs, 5 for 51. He must be absolutely exhausted, but a truly deserved performance. And you're right, Butch, we'll just get to the question you asked now is, but when it comes down to it, the only chance England of winning with the two days we've got ahead with heavily forecast rain is the chances for England to knock them over early. I know we've probably knocked them over now with the drop catches that have gone down, knock them over early, and then hopefully Don Best can come to the party again in the second innings. Yep, certainly. Uh, Matt Pryor's just joined us. I mean, that, that, it's so unusual to see um, England, and in particular, Ben Stokes put down catches uh, in the in the slip cordon. I mean, you know, the, the, the two from Quentin de Kock um, late in the day, the second one probably more difficult, low down to his left from a, a full bloody cut shot, but the first one, my goodness me, how's he dropped that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not ideal, and you could see how much he was, uh, well, he was filthy with himself, wasn't he, Ben Stokes? He set such high standards. We expect now miracles from him pretty much every day. It's, it's actually nice to see that he is just human. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, no, he'll be devastated, and and the the importance on 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 any surface, but probably more when it's so flat. Mm. Taking 20 wickets is hard enough. You don't want to have to take 23, 24 because of missed chances. Mm. Um, but no one will be. I think we're having a chat dinner, weren't we? The worst feeling in cricket is dropping a catch. Mm. You feel you've let the bowler down, you've let your teammates down, and you just want the literally the earth to gobble you up. Crowd laughing at you. Oh, crowd laughing. And then they play on the, the big screen, don't they? High motion, super slow motion, every motion <laughs> there is. Watching you, uh, watching you fluff it—it's it's just a, an awful feeling. I'm sure Stokes he won't be. Uh, well, he'll be he'll be furious with himself. Yeah, and and I, I guess that the real problem therein is that England haven't had the chance. They'd have loved to have been able to see South Africa come back out and bat again today. I mean, managed to get through uh, more than 70 overs in a day where uh, we were off the park for nearly three hours um, after the, or during and, and after the lunch break. Um, and again, I, I go back to the point that. Anrik Nokia faced 136 deliveries as night watchmen. So not only have they dropped catches, but they also had a, a tail ender in who held them up for an enormous amount of time in the middle of the day. Did England get their tactics right at him? In the end, it was Ben Stokes that, that, that got him out, bowling over the wicket with two slips and a wicket keeper and a gully, orthodox cricket to get out a tail ender. England didn't do that at any point up until Ben Stokes' introduction into the bowling attack when there were 60 overs on the board. Uh, yeah, listen, I'm, I'm all for these inventive fields and using your imagination, but I think both captains have, have kind of been guilty of this in, the, in, in where they've tried to be too inventive and try to make things happen. There is a way in cricket, and a lot of the dismissals are caught behind or caught in the slip cordon, no matter what pitch you play on. And I think when we've got some good bowlers in our lineup, the first thing I'll say is that Ben Stokes should have been 
bowled earlier than he did, not coming into the attack till the 62nd over with a man who's got a golden arm and just basically knocked over South Africa at Cape Town to win that test match. And the other one is the plans to knock here a tail ender. The reason he's batting where he is, yes, he's not too confident against the short balls, but you actually don't see that many fending off, do you, in this day and age? And you aren't over the history of the game. But for some reason, we went with that plan and kept going with it and going with it and going with it, rather than pitching the ball up outside off stump with two slips and a gully, and let's see if he'll nick off, pushing at one. And how did he get out? Pushed at one of Ben Stokes that just offered off the seam, caught slip. Amazing. Yeah, and again, if, if England should not win this match, Matt Pryor, the catching will, will be a part of it, but surely that innings from Norkia is, is, is the one that, uh, that they might look back on and go, listen, we, we could have South Africa in for their second innings by now. Yeah, of course. It's not just the amount of balls he faced, it's the amount of time. It was over three hours he batted for. It took over three hours to get the night watchman. I don't even want to call him a night watchman. <laughs> he actually batted well. He batted longer than most of the top order. Um, but the thing I loved about it, about that innings as well is when he did finally get out and Ben Stokes nicked him off, he was devastated. It wasn't like, oh, well, I've done my job, and actually I've done my job and some. He was devastated that he'd got out. He was still fighting every single ball. He wanted to be there at the end of the day, and I, I love that mentality. Do you know when you had a tail ender, you, you weren't one, I was. <laughs> so I, I can answer <laughs> I had my this. moments. If you knew every ball was going to be short, it makes it so much easier. But when it's the odd one that comes, and you know when it comes, it's going to be 90 miles an hour plus, that makes it really difficult for us batting down at 9, 10 and 11. And, and of course, if, if you've only got, you've only really got sort of one mode of a dismissal. If you're going to run, bowl around the wicket 90 miles an hour at the bloke's armpit, it's, he's got to fend one off. It's got to go up in the air to a leg gully or, um, or to, to short leg. Um, you can't, you're not going to get him out bowled. You're not going to get him out LBW. You can't get him out caught behind. Um, and the guy... The guy ostensibly can't bat, um, and so why would why, why would you not why would you limit your options in terms of getting out a player like that in the way that England did for most of the day? Matt, I don't know if oh, sorry, we watched most of the day, right? We've been commentating a lot of it. How many Yorkers did you see today? Oh, none. Maybe a couple of full full one. one. Ben Stokes when he came on right in the 63rd over, his yeah. first Yorker of the day to a night watchman, mm. following up a couple of bouncers with the odd Yorker now and again. Yeah. Worth a try, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. But again, what does a Yorker do? Brings every mode of dismissal, LBW, bold. And I think when you're just going short ball, Butch, you're absolutely right. You're, re you're relying on a batsman error rather than your skill. You're relying on a batsman to, to punch one down the leg side to a short leg or, or not play it well. Whereas if you just bowl your best ball more often than not, there's a reason they're a tail ender. Mm. There's a reason they're a night watchman because they're not technically able to play your best ball. So if you bowl that more often than not, surely the percentages will play in your favour. That's sometimes I think you've got to go back to the just simple basics of, of the game. Particularly, you want you don't want to change how you bowl to a night watchman because they're a night watchman. Actually, treat them as a batsman. I think that's got to be the simplest way. Yep, treat them as though you're bowling at uh, Jack Callis, and uh, perhaps you'll see the back of them a little bit quicker. Anyway, it sounds like we're we're down on England here um, this afternoon, this evening. We're not. I mean, they they have they they've played magnificently. There have been a few errors. Um, they could have made life uh, a lot easier for themselves. I guess is what we're saying. And also, there's a, there's more urgency about the situation. Um, normally, you'd be uh, you'd be fine. There's two days left of the Test match. England are a long, long way in front, um, and uh, you should be 
be pushing for victory, but we're just very concerned here that uh, the weather may come in and scupper their plans, and it would be a real shame. I think that's the, that's the point. It would be a real shame if England were to go to Johannesburg um, and the score still be one all, given their, uh, their efforts and their endeavour here at uh, St George's Park. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Um, Man, we've just been... Uh talking about um, at great length has, has come over to join us. The second time we've uh, had the pleasure of speaking to Henrik Norkia on the uh, follow-on podcast. Um, you've done it again, mate. These England uh, bowlers are going to be sick of the sight of you by the end of this series. Uh, good evening. Yeah, it's nice to be out there, nice to be batting. I really enjoy it and um, obviously not scoring <laughs> very quickly, but it's just nice to be out there and fighting for the team. Well, I mean, that's your job, isn't it? I mean, the, 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 the batsmen up there in the dressing room, your teammates, even you as a, as a bowler, are, are more than happy for you to be out there using up as many deliveries as possible. Um, could you sense the frustration from the England players out there? Were you, were you relishing the fact that you, were, that you were really getting under their skin? Yeah, like you say, it's, it's, um, it's not what, what the team wants and it's nice to just be out there and, and whether it's make them tired or whether it's to just see off the ball a bit or whatever it might be for them to get frustrated. Um, probably was, yeah, there we, we might have sensed that they are getting a little bit frustrated but otherwise um, yeah it was just nice to be in there and try and fight with Quinny at the end he's batting really well um, but yeah really enjoyed it well brave as well you had to be you had to face some uh, rockets from Mark Wood around the wicket um, we've just been talking about England's tactics were you surprised that they, they persisted with that uh, line of attack to you for so long yeah it's difficult to say if it works then then all good well, it didn't work <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's a little bit of a catch. Um, I'm not too sure, but it, yeah, to me, I was just trying to trying to see ball by ball. But maybe could have changed it. Maybe that's that's Wood's approach. Um, obviously, I haven't played him in the past, so not too sure how he goes about things, especially on a slowish wicket. Um, 
did feel like they had a good field at stages and um, yeah, just try to fight as long as possible. So you're still 291 runs behind. Is the feeling in the dressing room, have you seen the weather forecast? Do you know what that's looking like with a bit of local knowledge up there? And you also think, look, you know, we've got a really good chance here of getting away from here with, a, with the match drawn. Yeah, definitely. I think all of us, the whole changing room is up for a fight. Um, everyone wants to at least make it a draw and um, no one's really going to gonna stand down or that's what I believe in. Um, so weather forecast, we haven't been paying too much attention to it. I did see this morning that there might be a little bit of rain around Monday or whatever, but it's also Port Elizabeth. It changes so quickly. You could see today it wasn't really predicted for a lot of rain and just it just stays in, in and around here, just drizzles the whole time. So... If they do predict and it does come down, that might change the thing. But we actually, we just spoke about it as well, being ready to fight for two days without any weather. About. Before this test match, um, there was a lot. Of, you, I saw an interview you did and you saw it about being the local boy, um, about bowling on this pitch. is about you've got to get it up there, get the batsman driving. But if there's one criticism of both teams this test match, I think the short ball has been probably overused. Yeah, I think also... Probably tactics and, and game plans to certain individuals. Um, but yeah, it is probably you would see the more experienced guys. They, we were speaking about it earlier, they're just trying to hit that that good area because there's not a lot in it when you do go short and bowling to guys like maybe Tukwini or someone or even Stokesy, they, they're quite good in the short ball and um, maybe maybe different plans to them, but um, I think we'll we'll see in the second innings as well. And with lots of family and friends here, you must have been pretty pleased. They weren't expecting you probably to bat for three hours today, so it's been good for the family, huh? Yeah, I reckon everyone was wanting to see me bowl, but to have a little bit of a bat was also good. <laughs> Excellent, mate. Well done today. Yeah, Eric, thanks very much for talking to us. Go and uh, take a well-earned rest up there. Don't, don't gloat, uh, don't gloat uh, against your uh, upper-order batsman too much either. It was a terrific effort from Eric uh, Norgear. Um, hopefully we're going to get a, a word with uh, England's hero of the day, Don Bess, he's uh, engaged with the with the TV crews at the moment. Um, but uh, I tell you what, that was a, a real lesson for um, lower order players. It was actually a lesson for some top order players as well about what a bit of grit and determination can do, and just how valuable um, it, it can be for for you to use up deliveries, um, allow uh, take some of the sting out of the uh, the opposition attack, and allow the sort of the stroke makers a little bit more freedom at the other end, uh, because the bowlers are tired. I mean, England have done it with the top order. South Africa have done it with a with a tail ender. Tell you the other thing it does: it sets the tone in the dressing room. South Africa haven't had much go their way. Nokia has been one man, and it's not with the ball; it's with the bat. Funnily enough, but he's really stepped up, and he's sort of. He's been able, as we said, even when he got out, he could walk in the dressing room and say, right, guys, I'm ready for a fight. Who else? Who wants to join me? And he talked what, twice or three times. He mentioned, we are up for this fight. We've got two days to fight hard. And he's set the tone. And as a batsman, when you, if you haven't really you've gone in, maybe a soft dismissal, you feel like you've let the team down. Then you watch one of your, your tail enders go and battle like that. It sort of gets you going. You think, well, hold on. If he can do it, then I better you know, raise my game and, and get into this game. So, you know, if as and when there's a second innings. I imagine these South African batsmen are going to fight very hard. Yeah, just a reminder then uh, of where we are at the close on uh, day three. Uh, South Africa, 208 for six. Quentin de Kock is 63, not out. Uh, Vernon Philander is 27, not out. Don Bess has five for 51. South Africa are 291 runs behind. 91 runs that uh, they will be chiselling away for because if they can uh, force England into having to bat again and there is weather around, then um, you know they stand a very, very decent chance 
of uh, being able to get away from Port Elizabeth and up there onto the high veld at Johannesburg um, with a draw, which would be an extraordinarily good effort um, given how they've been outplayed for much of the uh, the three days that we've had here so far. I mentioned that uh, we might get a word with uh, England's hero of the day, Don Bess, and that looks as though it's coming true. Uh, media manager has just uh, brought him over. He's got a huge grin on his face. Um, mate, the 22-year-olds in the England dressing room are, are loving test cricket right now. Yeah, it's a good place to be around, England's, um, England changing room. Um, and it's obviously really nice to contribute. That's the big thing, I think. Um, obviously, seeing Popey get 130 yesterday was unbelievable. Um, one of my good mates that I've been on tours with, and it's nice to then back it up in the bowling. So, um, yeah, it was a good day. Shame about the weather, but it was a good day. Yeah, I mean, you found um, you found some some purchase and and some drift uh, and some bounce from the surface, pretty much from ball one. I mean, you, you seem to grow in confidence um, with every wicket. I mean, this this morning you uh, you bowled quite magnificently. I thought. Did you feel particularly good today? Were there were there um, were there any plans that you were working towards, or was it just a wheel away, hit a good area, bring batsmen forward? Yeah, um, obviously it is spinning, but I think the big thing for me was trying to get into that mindset of containing again and and getting the consistent getting consist, consistent area where where they've got to play because then if it does spin if it doesn't spin see Dino um, when I got Elgar it didn't spin and a couple of balls went past his edge and then it like inside edge clip Popey unbelievable catch again um, so little things like that and it's just being as everything this past winter, everyone, everything that everyone said to me is be as consistent as you can, bowl your best ball. And that's what I was really trying to do um, and trying to do it at Cape Town as well. But obviously a little bit more here for me. Certainly was. And you exploited it beautifully. Um, the uh, four wickets, um, the fifth one, you had a drop catch by the, the skipper, Joe Root. I mean, did you think to yourself, oh, man, that might be my chance gone? Or, or, or were you confident another one was around the corner? I was confident. It was just... I could see it, and I could see it lighting up the five, and um, they're the things, though, aren't they? That's that's just cricket. Actually, went quite quick to Rooty, so thank God it didn't go for four or anything. Um, but no, it's yeah, it was it was just nice to finally get it. Um, and to be honest, I was hunting a couple more there. Um, obviously, we got four four to go, so hopefully, um, get a couple more, and we can force that follow on. The uh, the fifth wicket, the moment itself. Um, something you must have dreamt about as a, as a youngster? Yeah, um, and especially in a while back uh, when I was playing. And when I've been around last year at Somerset, I didn't think it potentially could happen. Um, there were some doubts there, but yeah, it's it's just been a hell of a ride really the past sort of six weeks and to sort of top it off and hopefully to keep going actually. But yeah, it is a dream come true for sure. Um, perhaps uh, now the the, uh, the England kit man might get you a, a, one of the modern jumpers. You're still wearing the old one, the old white one from back in the old days, aren't you? The old school. There's nothing nothing better with the old school, is there? <laughs> uh, no, very very well bowled. Um, you know, the, what what is the feeling up in the dressing room about the the match situation? We we've been keeping a very close eye on the on the uh, the, the radars and, and and what we think might be happening with the weather over the next couple of days. Is there is there any panic up there in terms of you know we could lose a bit of time here? We we might not be able to force the victory, or is it all very sort of relaxed and calm up there? No, it is pretty calm. Um, so you can't help the weather, but. We also know how quick things can happen. Obviously, there was that Cape Town where everything happened that last half an hour. And obviously, we've got the new ball now. Um, hopefully, we can get uh, to cock out. 
and then you we're really into the tails tail enders so um obviously that hunt that hundred um run is the for the follow-on is key i think so trying to find so so you already talked you've already spoken about the idea that you know it isn't always something that modern teams do and i completely understand why but you you're already sort of thinking to yourself we may lose some time we might have to enforce the follow-on oh uh, i think obviously as a cricketer you know the follow-on i was looking up the board and 100 still quite quite a way off especially if we take early one tomorrow so we've got that new ball um so and we know how quick things can happen again um, there's still a little bit in it and with the as for spin wise it's gonna it's gonna grip a little bit quicker um, one might shoot um, so I think things can happen really quickly and it's just making sure that we contain as much as we can but still looking to be really attacking um, yeah I can't, I can't express it more like things can happen so quickly within this game so still two days left hopefully the weather holds off um, and yeah, we can we can get these first four, and then we can have another crack at them. Great stuff. Um, your name is now up there with the, the likes of Derek Underwood. He was the last man to take the first five wickets in an innings as a spin bowler for England, all the way back in 1975 in Adelaide. You weren't even born. Um, so absolutely brilliant stuff. Um, it's been a, it's been a pleasure. Over the last two Test matches, you've been mightily impressive, and, and congratulations on today. Cheers. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Cheers. Don Bess, uh, England's hero. He's uh, hunting more wickets tomorrow. England are perhaps thinking about trying to enforce the follow-on here at, uh, at St George's Park. We think that they might need to because uh, we think the weather might come in, but then, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're ex-pros, so we're always looking at the downside of things. <laughs> um, gentlemen, last thoughts from you, uh, perhaps on, on Don Bess. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a confident fella, isn't he? He's kind of got a real sort of air about him of not arrogance, but a, a certainly of, of knowing what he wants and how he might go about achieving it. Yeah, got a good cricket brain, actually. I, say, I saw him, I was lucky enough to see him out in Australia. I spent about four weeks with him when my boys were out there on the same academy, the Lehman Academy. Uh, usually impressed with him, watched him play a couple of games over there. Um, and the way his game's developed, and he's had to go away from Somerset to do that. He touched on it there, so Yorkshire adopted him, gave him some cricket last year. He bowled absolutely beautifully for Yorkshire, and that's what's probably got him the chance. He went back to Somerset, obviously, played the one-day games, but it's got him the chance to come out here and show what he can do. And he has usually been impressive. Uh, 31 overs today, 5 for 51. Absolutely magnificent. So pleased for him. And if England are going to win and get this game, he probably needs to get another five or six wickets. Yeah, absolutely agreed. I think the out of both uh, interviews, the thing I'm going to hang on to, and I imagine most England cricket fans will hang on to, is Nokia saying that the forecasts are very rarely right. And it's very changeable. Yes, there might be a forecast, but... It could also be cracking the flags and they might, the rain might not turn up. So fingers crossed the rain stays away for England and uh, there can be a result to this game. Yeah, let's hope uh, Dom's, Dom Bess's fingers are, uh, are loose uh, and ready to go tomorrow and perhaps in the, uh, the fourth innings of this test match. That's just about all from us here on day three at St George's Park. Join us tomorrow at 7.30 in the morning where you will hear live and uninterrupted coverage of day four as England look to press on for victory. Here is uh, Bess once again. Elgo comes forward and he's pushed it out straight to Ollie Pope and Silly Point. What a catch! That's an outstanding catch from Ollie Pope and his game just gets better and better. And bless, he's down the wicket and he's got an inside edge onto Pad. Ollie Pope dives to his left, dives to his right, sorry, and he's gone. Well, it was a short stay. Four for Bess. He's the first England spinner to dismiss the top three in a test inning since, I hate to say this, 
Kevin Peterson in 2012. Jock Rudolph, LBW Peterson. Graham Smith, Court Taylor Peterson. Hamler, Court Cook Peterson. Yes, once again, it's up to the crease and bowls. Uh, edge drops! Root puts it down at slip. That really was regulation. Yeah, that's as, probably as easy as you're going to get there. Yeah, He's got him over! There it is! Simply the best! He's picked up his maiden five-wicket haul! Well done, the adopted Yorkshireman, Dom Bass. It's five for me! He becomes the third overseas spinner to ever take a five-wicket haul at this ground. Driven by Decock magnificently through mid-on. That is the shot of this innings. Yeah, Quinton Decock looks in some mood here. Oh, I don't believe it. He's just edged it to Ben Stokes, and Ben Stokes, I think, is a Chance. But he's just practice slip practice, isn't it? Ben Stokes loosening up. Ah, he hasn't yes. bowled yet. Of course not. Yeah, we'll forget yeah. about him. You want a bit of magic? <laughs> Send for the golden arm. Edge caught slip. Ben Stokes has his wicket, and Norkia's vigil comes to an end. And who else could it be but Ben Stokes? He's a diamond, and he's underused. Absolutely underused. Philander's now playing the cover drive. Oh, he a beauty. Quentin de Kock punches into the offside, beats the two short extra covers, and that's a retrieval job. That is going away for four, and that is 50 for Quentin de Kock. Yes, Quentin de Kock is a player. He is a proper player. I'm not bothered about the food, believe it or not. <laughs> it's all about the grip. The wind might slip through their hands, and that's been edged Owen. Ben Stokes has dropped another one. That's oh, he's dropped another one. I can't believe it. Quinton de Kock dropped three times. Imagine that as well for England. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 